We travelled down to the dock very early on the morning of the start, in part to avoid the traffic, which inevitably builds up quickly, but also as I wanted to savour the atmosphere before the pontoons were smothered with people. The sea was flat as we drove along the beach, and the grey of the sky blended with the watery horizon to appear even more mystical and immense than I remembered. My mind was alive, flashing so many images back to me, like travelling through a gallery of time. The shapes of buildings on our right were the silhouettes which had marked my first ever landfall following an ocean crossing, and on our left was the beach on which I'd swum in the days after as I dreamt of circling the globe. The Nouche Sud, the boy marking the finish line of the Vendée globe, floated silently in the distance, while the sea, quiet and flat, awaited the presence of twenty-six boats and their skippers who were about to make it their home. Even as the town uttered its first sounds of waking, there was a distinct air of nervous tension, and I could feel its familiar fingers rummaging around uncomfortably inside me once more. Down on the pontoons, the skippers were feeling the pressure, saying goodbyes, knowing that even if all went well, it would be the last time they would hold their children and loved ones for three months was almost too much for some. The looks on their faces said it all for me. In their eyes I could see those who had already made their farewells and were focused solely on the race, and others still clinging on with the very ends of their fingertips, savouring every hug, smile and glance until the comfort of the land could be with them no more. Before the race had even begun, they were holding back the tears as they dealt with the harsh reality that they were the cause of the unmaskable pain on the faces of those close to them, together with the realisation that their last moments of complete rest had passed until next year. There were hundreds of thousands of people in Le Sable de Lone, and the atmosphere was electric. The air felt every bit as charged as it had in November 2000 when I was there with Kingfisher. I felt astonished that eight years had passed since then. Now, being older, I understood the event for what it really was, and I was both intrigued and humbled to witness the excitement of the crowds and their reactions when they recognised one of the sailors. Emotion, hope and silence were what I felt on the pontoons that morning. Not one person was raising their voice, no one was laughing. Hordes of people, all speaking in whispers as if at a wake. Only the isolated sessions of cheering stirred the atmosphere as each boat finally untied from the dock to leave. Those who had never competed in the Vendée before were about to experience something truly remarkable. The journey down the mile-long channel lined with crowds of people all willing them on with their adventure.